Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our LinkedIn cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back. Uh, this is the live Earl Stewart. You just heard the recorded Earl Stewart uh, doing this radio show. I, I kind of reflect when I listen to the recorded introduction because we've been doing this show for a long long time uh some of you listeners have been with us for a long long time too and uh my reflection this morning was the cycle that we seem to be going through we're, we uh everything is in cycles right life the whole the whole nine yards everything seems to run in cycles the stock market uh, everything and uh we've, we we've been going through a crazy cycle in automotive retail and automotive manufacturing, the whole world. I don't have to tell you, you you're on the world with me here, right? I mean, we're, uh, we went through the craziest period of time in the retail automobile business. Prices absolutely skyrocketed beyond a point where, you know, a guy like me, I've been around a long time, I just never thought there would become a day when every car dealer would be selling his cars for thousands of dollars over MSRP. But they did, most of them anyway. And uh, it's, it's coming down. The market, you know, the prices are cooling off. Uh, inflation might be going strong in other areas, but not in the automobile business. The used car prices are starting to come down. The new car prices are coming down. Uh, they're still quite high. Uh, I can't foresee anything that's going to prevent them from going down further. So... I've kind of missed my forecast here for almost three years. I've been saying by the end of the year, <laughs> prices are going to be back to normal. Well, they weren't, and they're still not. So I'm not going to make another forecast now. But I do know we have the data, we have the statistics that show uh, used and new car prices are coming down. And uh, we're seeing it with our mystery shopping reports. We're seeing it in the press. It's a regional thing. It's not uh, the same everywhere. Um, I see life a lot uh, the way South Florida sees life, but uh, there, are, there are pockets of uh, the economy around the country that are almost normal. So um, all you uh, wannabe car buyers out there, new and used, now is the time to start thinking about it, studying it, uh, doing your homework. And uh, I did a little blog you can reach at earloncars.com. It's called uh, Earl's Pocket Guide to Buying a Car. The, the simple, you know, four or five basic things you want to do. And you can take that blog, take a look at it, and start thinking about it. And by the time you get around to choosing the right car and choosing the right dealer, you just might get yourself a pretty good price. So uh, happy days are here again. Nancy just handed me my uh, blog. I'll hold it up so you can see what it looks like. But you go to earlandcars.com. And uh, it's got a picture of a pocket, very creative, Earl's <laughs> pocket guide. And uh, 
it's it's short. You know, a lot of times I get carried away when I do my blogs, and uh, very few people read uh, all of anything, you read a newspaper or online. If the article's too long, people don't read it. So I said, I'm going to do a real short one, and maybe uh, that'll help. There are five points in this that if you, it'll take you uh, 90 seconds to read this, and it'll be very helpful to you. So, happy days are, are here again. I'll give, it back, give that back to Nancy. Uh, we also have some other very exciting news. Uh, you regulars and people that listen to the show for on and off, for that matter, for the past few years, uh, I go on and on about the fact that real regulators are not regulating the laws we have on the book. And uh, most recently, I've really picked on the Attorney General for the state of Florida, Ashley Moody, and all the Attorney Generals, most of them, many way around the uh, 50 states, uh, for not enforcing the rules we have. We, you know, if you look in state laws, there's usually some laws and rules that protect the consumer, but they don't do you any good if nobody enforces them. And Ashley Moody, because I'm in Florida, I talk about her a lot, but it applies to all the other AGs too, uh, totally ignored uh, the trans- transgressions of the car dealers. And we talked about it, and, uh, you, know, I, you know, she's, I'm a little, I'm like a, a flea on an elephant's back. She, she doesn't even know I'm here. Here's a, on the blog, show you, if you're streaming this, there's Ashley. And Ashley got reelected in the recent election, landslide, and uh, uh, she's very, very well supported by car dealers, uh, auto manufacturers, and car associations. So she just kind of leaves the uh, car dealers alone, up until recently. And there's a guy by the name of Jeff Weinseer, who is an investigative reporter for WPLG in South Florida, the Channel 10 television. An amazing guy, a courageous guy. And he caught Ashley Moody. I mean, he, he, uh, I don't think he literally ran her down, but he snuck up on her. <laughs> and, uh, and we talked about that last week. And sure enough, uh, she has an investigation or had an investigation, and she's filed charges against a bunch of dealers in South Florida. So it's happening, folks. Not only are prices coming down, but we're actually seeing um, action by the regulators. Uh, you know, the number one law enforcement officer in every state is the attorney general. So Ashley Moody has gone after several dealers. Uh, they've been subpoenaed. They've been you know, charged. And also... She's even gone after a couple of manufacturers, one of them being uh, Toyota Finance, and I believe the other one was uh, Volkswagen. The finance companies, the leasing companies, and the manufacturer and the uh, car dealers were all taking advantage of you when you leased a car because you they wouldn't let you buy the car back. It's your legally regulated option price to buy the car at the specified price when you leased it. They were charging hundreds of thousands of dollars in additional fees. Well, that was a transgression that Ashley Moody uh, caught. And she's, I don't know, there'll be new, there'll be new people. Every car dealer that I can think about, a lot of them that we mystery shopped on this show, uh, was doing the same thing. So I think this could, thing could turn into a class action suit. So that's what we got to talk about. A lot of stuff. And I'm on a real rant now, so i got to pull myself together. Nancy tells me that all the time. <laughs> pull yourself together. Uh, 
You're the show. You're, you, you make the show. Your calls. And we have some wonderful callers. Love the new callers. Uh, all, all callers. Callers get priority. The dial-in number, you know, 877-960-9960. You probably can't call now or you don't want to call now. But if you could jot the number down, maybe even memorize it, 877-960-9960. We prioritize phone calls. Now, we've got a lot of other ways to reach us, and I'm going to get to that in just a second. But uh, Nancy Stewart, my co-host, sitting to my left here in the studio, she has a laptop. She'll see your name, number, where you're calling from, and whatever we're doing, bam, we stop because your calls are important. Your questions are why we're here. I mean, you know... Uh, you can just tell by listening to me yak now. I love to talk about things. Rick Kearney sitting to my right, by the way, is the yacker. And, uh, but he's also got a lot of knowledge. He's been doing this uh, mechanical, computerized, electronic. Uh, he's a certified diagnostic master technician. He's got all the badges, all the qualifications. If you got a car and you got a problem, Rick can fix it. Or he can tell you how to fix it. Or he can tell you you don't need to fix it. Uh, the one thing you want to be careful of is getting taken advantage of by taking your car in and say, hey, fix my car, and then you walk out with a three or $4,000 bill. Maybe you didn't need that much fixing. Maybe you didn't need any fixing. You call Rick Kearney, and uh, he can give you some real tips on how to save a lot of money if you have a issue with your car. might not be serious. Now, Rick monitors our YouTube channel. And that's just youtube.com forward slash Roland Carbs. YouTube.com forward slash Roland Carbs. Now, that's one way to reach them. Or you can just use the telephone, 877-960-9960. Rick? And one quick note on the YouTube. Big shout out to a couple of guys up in Iowa, Mark Smith and Mark Ryan. They're with us every single week, start to finish. Wow, fantastic. These two gentlemen, uh, one's in the northeast, one's in the southeast, are up in Iowa, and Every week they are here. Wow. We got a guy from Virginia, West Virginia, that's uh, been with us every week. We, we do. Kirk from West By God, Virginia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about Donovan? Where's Neg- uh, Donovan is local. Oh. Uh, we have Negan One, who's out in Arizona. Um, huh. Mark Anderson, I believe, is somewhere in St. Louis, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got folks yeah. on, on YouTube and listening all over the nation. And all over the world, really, but yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if everybody driving a car, I, including me, and I think everybody in the studio, you out there in uh, radio, uh, Facebook land, you, 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 there's, there's something about your, you. you I, I I did it this morning. I had an issue of the car. I said, ah, forget about it. Uh, you don't have to forget about it. An odor, you know. You say, yeah, maybe. A, could that be um, insulation burning, uh, or you might, or you might have a vibration? You say, is that supposed to be there? Maybe just normal. I mean, you hear that a lot. You take your car to get fixed. The guy says, oh, they all do that. I love it when they say that. That's that is uh, uh, nutty. So here you have a freeway. You just uh, go to the YouTube channel or rollingcars.com or youtube.com forward slash rollingcars, or you call us at eight seven seven nine six zero nine nine sixty. Or text us at 772-497-6530. Jot these down, uh, however you like to reach us, 772-497-6530. That's the text number. So you got a whole lot of ways to reach us. Don't hesitate. 
uh, save yourself some money, especially with Rick. Now, you ladies out there, we really love to have you call. And we've got Nancy Stewart. Uh, you heard her uh, earlier in the show. And she's been with me from the get-go back, uh, I'm going to say, 20 years ago to round it off. And uh, she is a female advocate. She wants you women to call. And we have a, a, a huge amount of input from the ladies in the audience. When we started this show uh, many years ago, we didn't have any f female callers. Cars are, are a guy thing. The guys, the men, they call. Uh, but now we have a good following of women, thanks to Nancy, and she has a special incentive to motivate you ladies who have not called the show. I know a lot of you listen, but listen to what Nancy has to say if you call the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. We're here to inspire and to motivate everyone, including ourselves. Uh, don't go anywhere for the next two hours. We have a whole lot to get to, and uh, we're pretty excited you know, about the uh, news that uh, Earl talked about uh, with uh, Ashley Moody and what she's going to be doing. And uh, it certainly is a move in the right direction. Uh, ladies, uh, $50 for the first two new lady callers this morning for the first two lady callers. Ladies, you know what you want and uh, you know how to get it and uh, you well, empower yourself with a lot of knowledge, and uh, knowledge is power. And uh, share with us this morning uh, your, you know, whether you went into the dealership, maybe you uh, just got on the internet and uh, researched uh, a vehicle that you wanted, um, anything at all. You also can call and say hello, $50 for the first two new lady callers. That number is 877 960 <coughs> 9960 and you can also text us at 772-497-6530 don't forget your anonymous feedback we love hearing from anonymousfeedback.com now back to the recovering car dealer well my son Stu is with us and uh, he's the cyber master he goes uh, he's in charge of our mystery shoppers arguably uh, well, certainly the most interesting part of the show. Uh, I think, I, th I think it's more than just interesting too, because you know we're, we we feel what's going on more with the mystery shopping reports than what we read and what we talk about. I mean, this this is uh, reality. When you send an undercover agent into a car dealership and you pretend to go through the buying or leasing process and you write it up and tell it like it is. That's what's going on, folks. I mean, uh, this is what uh, I rail about. I used to, uh, now that Ashley Moody has uh, finally uh, got going on, on the going after some of these car dealers. Um, I can't be so hard on her anymore, but every week, after year after year, uh, every week we go into a car dealership and we see laws being broken. Uh, we see deception. We see just absolutely the worst type of behavior. Uh, manipulation of the car buyer and uh, uh, more so than about any other retail business I can imagine. So this is, this is a reality and uh, Stu's in charge of that and he, he picks the dealerships that uh, we visit. We have an amazing uh, mystery shopper. Uh, for over a year now we've been using a female mystery shopper. Uh, her uh, code name is Agent Lightning 
and she just does an amazing job. And uh, sometimes she goes in with her family, and uh, sometimes she visits out of state. Uh, we've been in two or three states, uh, all over Florida, northern Florida. Uh, mainly, we do focus on South Florida. But this is this is really really what's going on. So we are seeing some positive results. We are seeing uh, from what uh, we've heard about pricing and things like that. So we track it both from the mystery shopping report. We see the media talk about it, and uh, and of course we're a car dealer too. We 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 actually operate a car dealership. Uh, we've had a Toyota dealership in South Florida since 1975, and we see we see what's going on. So this is a this is a real. Uh, we have cooperated the facts that we give you. This is not the way we think it is. This is the way it is. We tell it like it is. Um, Stu, uh, let me turn it over to you. If uh, I, this, this mystery shop we had this week was uh, surprising to me. Uh, I didn't know there was a car dealer been around longer than we had. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I do a little research and try and find some background information before we uh, you know, get to the mystery shop, include it in the mystery shopping report. And I looked it up and I said, wow, these guys got started in 1910. And our company got started in 1937, which is pretty impressive. But um, 1910 is really impressive. That's like yeah. at the dawn of the retail car business. Yeah, Henry Ford type of. He hadn't even done his project, production line until 1913. So oh. he was selling cars. Uh, and I looked up, it's really interesting. Um, the guy, uh, do you remember the guy who ran General Motors back then? I don't, you don't remember him. <laughs> Not that old. Oh, uh, yeah, Sloan. Alfred Sloan? Uh, no, I think it was like, I'll look it up. It was Durst or something yeah. like that. Anyway, um, he knew um, Garber, old man Garber, way back when, got him set it up, got him set up uh, oh. selling Buicks. I see. Um, and, uh, and then, as they say, the rest is history. But, yeah, they've been around forever. But as I went through um, the research um, that we had, um, when we mystery shopped Delray, we mystery shopped them back in 2019, and we discovered the same thing. We just forgot about that. <laughs> we remarked on how old they were, and that was about three years ago. But in defense, our defense, it was a completely different world. <laughs> I don't even remember anything from 2019. Everything was pandemic on. So, um, but we do have a great mystery shopping report. I'm not going to give anything away, but it was surprising, and. Um, also, just uh, another note on the Garber Group, they also have another dealership, uh, a Buick dealership in Fort Pierce. And I think that used to be another, owned by, so I think they picked that one up in 2018. So I don't know, who was the, do you know who the, the Buick dealer was in Fort Pierce uh, up until recently? Fort Pierce, I don't know. I thought it was Carl, but it wasn't. He's in Stewart and Wallace, yeah, yeah. isn't it? So I don't know, maybe they've been around or maybe it was a new point and we just, we were caught sleeping. Yeah. Well, um, what about the uh, text? Do we have any text coming? Yeah, we can uh, get started with Anne-Marie, uh, like we always do. Anne-Marie says, good morning. Um, it's well known that new cars depreciate significantly the moment they're driven out of the dealership. Does this depreciation really matter if the customer keeps their car for 10 or 15 years? Um, and that's the first question. Then she has a PS. Um, she sent us a, a, the story, um, attached story from the Sun Sentinels about car dealers accused of price gouging customers who exercised their option to buy lease cars at the end of the contract. The story mentions that the Florida Attorney General's office reviewed about 120 complaints since last year. Uh, the complaints are being reviewed. Uh, the story mentions some of the successes that Attorney Joshua Fagan has attained for his clients who have disputes with their car dealers. And the show mentions that these problems in the past, it's good to 
read Ron Hubert's uh, story in the Sun Sentinel also spotlighting this problem. And it is good. And you mentioned this uh, when you started the show off today. And we have a video clip uh, that we'll play uh, shortly that uh, shows pretty much what Ashley Moody has done. And she's finally taking action. So to answer her first question, and I want you to chime in on this too, generally if you're keeping your car for a really, really long time, it, it doesn't really matter because at the end of a car's life, it's really only worth scrap. Everything reaches that point at some point. Uh, a Rolls-Royce and a Honda Civic are eventually going to be rusted out somewhere or being taken apart for, for, for salvage. Um, but 10 to 15 years is a different story. Now, I, now, it's been a long time since I was personally appraising cars. But I can tell you, some cars, um, uh, particularly Honda, Honda Civics, Honda Accords, uh, Toyota Corollas, Toyota Camrys, the older ones, surprisingly, and I'm, I can't remember the, the year, but I can tell you, is back when I was involved a little bit more, seeing like a, a 15-year-old Honda Civic being worth, um, you know, two thousand dollars, where a 15-year-old uh, Chevy Geo would be worth four hundred dollars. So um, it, it depends on how well the cars. Um, um, keep up and so the cars that have a, a long and a long life life uh, span are going to worth be worth more go ahead rick it always seems to me like old toyotas and old hondas 10 12 15 year old yeah. cars if they can if the engine runs just halfway there's, reliably there's a floor before they go down on that yeah. and if the air conditioning blows cold here in <laughs> south florida they're worth two to three thousand dollars yeah. all day long. As, yeah. Also, an old um, old pickup truck, an old uh, Toyota Nissan um, pickup oh, truck, big like time. Yep. As long as it's uh, that. Well, uh, but let, let me say this: uh, cars, as I say at the beginning of the show, almost every week, are computers. They're high tech, and we've seen a revolution in technology in cars in the past few years that's never happened before, and it's. It's, it's not over, folks. I mean, we're we're headed toward autonomous yeah. EVs. So today, uh, I just I just got a new iPhone. I I had the old uh, iPhone 10, and this is the 14, and uh, it's a quantum leap in technology. My old iPhone was fine; it worked fine. Uh, so cars are are being looked at somewhat like that. The you can say, well, I can get by without the bells and whistles. I don't need the fancy stuff on a car. You, you do need the safety things. And if you have a 14-year-old car, it's just not as safe True. as a current model car. So transportation, absolutely. You get a quality car like a Honda, and you take care of it. You do all your factory recommended maintenance. That car will last another 14 years. I mean, if you really take care of these things, mechanically, uh, they're, they're good vehicles. But you're leaving a lot on the table when it comes to well, mainly safety, but also other, uh, you know, fancy stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. I just, I just sure. love getting in my Tesla. Sure. And uh, Tesla is one of the highest tech cars. I have the uh, S model with the Plaid, and there's stuff on that car I still haven't figured out. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. But there's probably there's still there's always going to be a market for get me to work and back, and yeah. that's all I care about. And, and today, the, you, and, right. you Best Buy, as you said, would be like a. Eight or ten year old, really well cared for, quality car. Yeah, yeah just to get you there. Uh, you might not survive the trip, but you will afford the trip. <laughs> yeah, it's not unusual for me to talk to anybody, and uh, it's happening more often uh, that uh, you know they've had a car for 
you know, 15 years, 16 years, 17 years, and uh, they're really reluctant to move into the new world of all the safety features and everything that they're fearful of not being able to adapt to. And um, I just, uh, I, I, I encourage them. It isn't thinking about it, I think, is more, you know, stressful than going in and taking a, a look at that vehicle. But my point vehicles last a very long time depending upon whether you take care of them or not do we have any callers waiting we do not let's take this opportunity to uh play that video uh you're reading my mind okay jonathan so one three two one go a local 10 news investigation on illegal fees you are being charged when buying out your current lease could soon lead to change in Tallahassee. The state attorney general sent subpoenas to several local dealerships and some of the biggest names in the auto industry. Local 10 news investigator Jeff Wines here broke this story in April and is live with the latest. Jeff. Nicole, the subpoenas went out last week. The investigation involves deceptive and unfair trade practices. One of the dealers that got the subpoenas Gunther VW on 441 behind me, as we have reported over and over, you should not be paying fees on your lease buyout that were not disclosed, yet many people continue to do it because they simply do not know better. I was told this is how we do it if you want to buy it through us. That's the charge that we have to do. I'm like, okay. All right. I mean, at this point, I'm at their mercy. Why are you giving me all these fees? Well, this is the way we have to do it. Consumers hit with fees and unaware it is illegal. The dealers calling them all kinds of things, a certification fee, a dealer fee, an electronic filing fee, an inspection fee, a pre-delivery service charge, a registration filing fee. These are fees that are not in your original lease contract that are being charged to you when you go to buy out your lease. Those fees we reported on and warned you about are now at the heart of a Florida Attorney General's investigation. Gunther Motor Company, Homestead Hyundai, Lexus of Clearwater, Toyota Motor Credit, VW Credit, Hyundai Capital, all hit with subpoenas from the AG's office. Ashley Moody's investigation focusing on vehicle lease buyouts. We look at deceptive and unfair trade practices and whether or not that meets the elements of Florida statutes uh, on, the, on the civil side of things. As we reported, Gunther was forcing their lease buyout customers to certify or inspect the vehicles before they would facilitate the buyout, adding fees to the cost of the buyout on top of their dealer fees. And they weren't the only ones in South Florida doing it. The Consumer Leasing Act of 1976, a federal law, says you can't charge fees on the back end that aren't disclosed in the original lease. Moody's office has been consulting with other state and federal agencies that regulate the auto industry. And it may not just be something that only our agency looks at. It could be um, other uh, financial agencies or uh, others, but we are, and we have been. The AG's office has a list of demands for those subpoenaed. They want all leasing policies, contracts dating back to 2018. You name it, and they want it. Their office is also looking into whether state statutes need to be changed to protect consumers when buying a lease. But we have already put this issue on the radar of state lawmakers. The system that is in place isn't working. Please have consumers that contact you to report it to my office.
You must file that complaint with the state attorney general's office. If you don't, they do not know how big this problem is. If you've been charged any of those fees on your lease buyout, we have all the information you need to file that complaint at our website, local10.com. In Fort Lauderdale, Jeff Weinseer, Local 10 News. Very important information. Thanks, Jeff. Ashley Moody is a hero. I'll tell you. She sure <laughs> is. Well, you know. Our listeners are heroes. I forgive her. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's just, sometimes this is what it takes, pressure. I like to think we exerted some of that pressure. I think our listeners did. And I think our listeners did, too. And remember what Jeff Weinseer said. You, uh, We need more complaints, and you can go to WPLG website, local10.com, uh, to uh, file a report to the AG. You can go to earlonCars.com, and we have a link to the AG uh, complaint form, too. So enough complaints. This has always been the case. Uh, car buyers, uh, they, they, it's an awkward, uh, slow, cumbersome process. We we, you know, Americans, I say, you know, we're always in a hurry, and it takes time to file a complaint with any governmental authority. I mean, uh, and the government, they say, well, if you have a problem, file a complaint. Well, it's cumbersome. Take the time, please, to fill out that re complaint form if you leased a car uh, any time in the past three or four years. If you leased a car and the lease was up during this period of time, the COVID uh, years, you uh, you had a super buy on that car at the option price. And chances are you didn't even know that. And if you did know it, you didn't know that the dealer could stack on literally thousands of dollars worth of fees and take advantage of your right to buy the car. A lot of these dealers got your car and you didn't even know you could have bought it. So this is a huge scandal. Probably billions of dollars have been scammed from the lease customers who let their car go back, none the wiser. So, yeah. uh, B as in billion. Uh, speaking of crooks and complaints, uh, Stu just passed uh, a uh, text to me. And uh, uh, Denise, if you're listening, uh, I really would appreciate it if you'd give us a call. And uh, this is Denise's uh, text. Listen closely. The crooks and the liars. Mm -hmm. The crooks and the liars at Napleton Service need to be accountable. I am a single woman who was called a racist by the service manager, Daniel Gonzalez, and the service advisor, Connor Broadway. Denise says it's unacceptable. Sure is, Denise. It definitely is. And uh, a voice must be heard, whether it's yours, whether it's mine, or the ladies that are listening right now. That's the only way we can take this learned behavior and change it. Give me a call, Denise, 877-960-9960. And don't forget, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers, 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, Rick, I think you have uh, Excuse me, I have a call. Do you want a minute? 
Okay, we're going to go to the phones, <clears throat> and we're, uh, John is uh, waiting. Good morning, John. Good morning. Carl struck in with me when you talk about an old iPhone. Not only that they fix broken iPhones, also tablet repairs, but the most greatest thing that they do is key fobs. They have brand-new key fobs. They program them. They even cut keys. It's unbelievable. I mean, if you go to a dealer for a new key fob, it costs you a fortune, but they're very, very reasonable, and they're called Batteries Plus. They have a place in Jupiter, and they have a place in Stewart. They also sell car batteries, golf cart batteries, which are Duracell, watch batteries. But the thing that shocked me was there was a whole area with key fobs. Naturally, it's not going to say Honda on it or Toyota. They're universal. They'll set it up for you. They'll program it. They'll cut the key for you. And it's just unbelievable amount. If you want even a battery, they have a deal where they'll give you a lifetime battery that if it ever goes again, they'll put it back in at no charge. And it's called Batteries Plus. Battery Plus. And it's on Indian Town, and it's also in Stewart on Route 1. And I couldn't believe it. I had the, uh, my uh, battery put in for uh, the key fob. And it was like $14, but she said to me another $3, and it would be lifetime. So I just want to have a shout-out for them. I think it used to be called Batteries and Bulbs. I'm not sure. It used to be a nationwide chain, but it's called Batteries Plus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Always shop and compare price on anything, and especially at car dealerships. Car dealerships uh, have on unrealistically high markups on, on their parts, on their service, and uh, you just have to shop and compare. Uh, Rick, you got a point? Yeah, Batteries Plus is all over Palm... I, I'm sure they're elsewhere as well, but they're all over Palm Beach County. Is that right? And they are... I've had an iPhone battery replaced at one, and they're very reasonable on their prices, and uh, wow. the one I stopped in at was great service. Yeah. The guy had a battery in my phone in about... 20 minutes. Really? Interesting. And they the have way, really grown. There's yeah. many of them now. They have an instrument. When you walk in, you can test it yourself, and it tells you because not all key fobs have the red light on them when you put the new batteries in it. Yeah. But fast question for Rick. When you used to buy a new car, you know, years back, I don't know if they still do it, with the keys that you got, there was like a five or four-digit number code which mm -hmm. means if you kept that separate from your keys and any time you needed it, you could go to the dealer, whoever the dealer is, uh, Toyota, Honda, and they could make it from those digit codes a, a, a complete new key. But it, it's advisable that you always get an extra set of keys made that if you ever lose you know, both sets to give you with the car, that it won't cost your fortunes to get a new key. Do they still do that with new cars? Yes. It's on a key ring, and it's a digit code-like. Yep. A, a little aluminum tag that has your key code on it. Right. Well, keep that separate from keys because that's an important thing. Should you lose, you know, both your keys, the dealer will, from that code, I think you just prove, you know, who you are, you show ID, and they can make you a, a new key. Well, all that stuff is also in a national database for each manufacturer. So what you would do is take like your insurance card that has your VIN on it and your ID matching to show that you are, you, you kind of got to prove that you're the owner of the car. 
but you can go into like any Toyota or Honda dealer or Buick or Ford, and as long as you have proof that you own that car, they can cut a new key for you. Um, now, programming the immobilizer is another thing. They've got to actually have access to the car, but you'd be able to say if you locked your keys in, they could get you a key so you could open the car. Well, that's a good system. So, people, please keep that set from your keys. Keep it in the same place so it's always available. God forbid you lost, you know, your both keys. <clears throat> Great advice, John. Batteries plus. Remember yep. it. Batteries plus. Thank you so much. We'll talk again. Good day, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, John. I've got one here okay. from. Oh, did you get another call? We're gonna go. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go to Howard, and uh, Howard is from Jupiter. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. Good morning. How are you all doing? Great. Oh, great. Yeah, that's good news that you had about the uh, uh, someone coming down up on the car dealers. Uh, one scam I had. I'm talking about 20 years ago. Um, I purchased. I was, I was going to purchase a car. At that time, it was a stick shift and uh, no air conditioning, uh, and uh, the guy had uh, things on the car that were incredible. Uh, he said, "We have this thing. If the the car has a finish, that it it, it will not set catch fire." So we took a cigarette lighter, and he touched the uh, car, and he sees it doing anything uh this is a flame-proof car and uh you, do you ever hear anything like that yeah they're they're huh. very popular out in california these days no i'm just kidding um no i've seen that as a matter of fact i think um the tour guard paint sealant stuff i think did that but i think it's just i think that's just all cars are basically flame-proof. This is a true story. Uh, Christmas morning, 2004, I don't know if you remember this, you called me. Um, we had a, um, a, a transformer blow up at the dealership, um, and it exploded a, with molten copper and fire, and there was a, so, uh, we had to drive out to see what was going on. And um, molten copper was sprayed all over these cars, and it rolled right off the paint. It didn't do any damage to the cars. Where it landed on the glass, it melted the glass and etched into the windows, and all the glass had to replace on the cars. But the mm. paint itself was mm. undamaged by the heat and the and the the molten uh, copper. So, yeah, I think that I think that's just like a standard thing. If you hold a lighter to something, like, go ahead, Rick. I, I've seen things like this where they they do this with car waxes and that they'll they'll put this special polish on and yeah. then they'll spray on a little bit of lighter fluid and and light it on fire. Yeah. And as long as it's not burning for any great length of time right it's not really going to hurt this it because the, the exposure is so so minor yeah this is called fluffery I think. yep and it's 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 basically it's <laughs> or just puffery it's a puffery or it's puffery yeah it, it's to make you think oh boy this car is so special but pretty Everything much all it. finishes are going to be that way right yeah does that sound like what happened howard yeah exactly what happened yeah yeah uh, another thing on the, on the battery in the remote the remote batteries uh I was up north, and uh, the distance that the car would open, uh, you know, that I could, you know, get into the car, it used to be like uh, actually half a mile. I was able to, you know, a quarter of a mile, let's say, I was able to open the car. Then it became an eighth, and finally I had to actually come up to the car. So I changed the battery, and I went to a Toyota place. They changed the battery for me, and it worked fine. It was like 
tremendous distance I could actually open the car. Now, my question is this. Um, if I lose that remote, I have to go. Uh, what's the best place to go? Would it be Toyota place if I have, or have a Toyota? Or could, could it be the, this other place you're talking about? Uh, bulbs are us or batteries are us. Which is, which, which is the better place to go to? If you have another remote that works your car, you can go to like Batteries Plus or that, and what they do is actually clone the remote. They create, they program their aftermarket remote to be a clone, a duplicate of yours, to where the information that's stored in it will then communicate with the car identical to the other remote. Otherwise, the factory remotes all have their own unique identification code and so if you want to get a, a factory remote or if you don't have any remotes at all left then you kind of do have to get a factory remote and get it programmed to the car but if you have one that's functioning you can go into batteries plus and they can clone it and it's it's a much cheaper option that way and then you have two that are basically it's just like creating an identical twin to your remote okay let's say i lose my remote i can't get it to the car uh this could happen to anybody, especially to me at my age. Uh, so what do I do? I don't have a remote. I lost it. I call Toyota and they come? What's the scenario there? Well, if you have the regular key, you can still just unlock the door manually and then start your car with the key and drive it home. But no, if I it's understand. Suppose I don't have it. Suppose I... I don't have the five. I don't have you have to. Lawsuit. You have to prove who you are in person at a car dealership, and uh, they won't. They won't order a, a key for you unless you've proved you own the car and you're who you say you are. But if you've lost all your keys to the car or all the remotes, you'd have to get the car towed to the dealership in order for us to reprogram it to get new remotes to work on it. Especially like if you have the smart keys, that where it's just the remote and no key at all. Then and you lost all of them, you would have to get the car towed to the dealership, and we'd have to connect in and reprogram the car to accept new keys, new remotes. Okay, that was my, that actually was my question. If if I don't have any uh, remote, I right. have to have it towed to a dealership, and uh, it can't be. You know, and here's another question: it has to, it has to be the Toyota dealership. It can't be a, right. a, a mechanic. Because the Toyota dealership has the uh, capabilities and, and all the information uh, from the VIN, the VIN correct? The yes. Would, uh, yeah, okay. I got you. All right. One other question. I don't want to keep you out too long. What's happening with the Mirai? Um, <clears throat> Mirai is still being sold in California and maybe in Oregon and, and Washington State. Um, Toyota's still making them. I think they've acknowledged recently that it's a really small niche thing as opposed to a potential path for the future of clean energy. Um, but they still they still have it. Um, you know, we talked about it on the show. The problem is uh, well, there's lots of problems, but um, a network of hydrogen filling stations is uh, is the number one problem. And the I think in in the United States, the only state that has any appreciable amount is California. So. Um, we actually had a Mirai that we had, uh, this is an embarrassing mistake to tell about publicly on the air, but we had a Mirai that we thought we could flip, uh, uh, do a quick turnaround. It turns out not too many people want them. So we, we were stuck on it with a Mirai in Florida with about eight miles of hydrogen left to go. And 
the clock was ticking. <laughs> we didn't drive it, but we did. We did sell it out in California, where um, you can drive it. Um, but it took a long time. It was a bad experience. Okay. Thanks for all the information. You guys are great. Have a good day. You guys, Howard. Thanks, Howard. Uh, ladies, don't forget uh, fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers. Share your experience with us, whether it's a service, car purchase, whether you leased, uh, or as I always say, you want to just call and say hello, 877-960-9960. We're going to go back to the phones where Lauren is waiting from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Lauren. You're a first-time caller? Yes, I am. Congratulations. You won yourself $50. When our conversation is over, you can share your contact information with Jeremy in the control room, and he'll pass that to me, and uh, I will make you out a check for $50 and get it out to you. Good morning and welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I have a 2015 uh, Mercedes SUV, the large one. The GL 460, but I'm not positive uh, the model. But it's a it's a car that has a lot of pickup and a lot of power, and it's a wonderful car. Uh, I purchased this car used about uh, two years ago or so, and it had 85,000 miles on it. Um, and there have been some issues, one with the air conditioning, and I I am having some financial. Uh, issues now, and I, I uh, took it to a local mechanic who has always been very good in the past, and and he's able to sort of patch it to kind of I, w- I would call it. It's, I, I can't afford to take it to a, a Mercedes dealer. Uh, so now, uh, well, actually, several months ago, I had a problem with the suspension, and there's an indicator light that says malfunctioned. Um, and so he, I took it to the same mechanic and it it seemed to be fixed. And then shortly after that, there's a problem again, but not as severe. It actually was the first time it sort of almost, uh, bottomed out. In other words, when you'd look at the car, it would look like this fender. I'm not sure if that's what it's called above the wheel or closer to the wheel. And it became difficult. It, it got to the point where it's actually difficult to drive. Hmm. So he fixed he fixed that. He said I had to unfortunately had to ta- had to take it to a Mercedes dealer to um, I don't know whether he calls it like recalibrate it or something. They have a special machine he doesn't have, and therefore uh, you know he he asked me to, to do that, and I did that. And the car was fine, and that was rather expensive. You know, I, I think it was close to $1,000. So it was very expensive, actually. And so then, then the car has uh, kind of goes back to having the same problem, although this time it hasn't completely bottomed out like it did in the past. And I'm just wondering if, you know, I've, I've Mercedes, I, I know, go along. You can put a lot of miles on a Mercedes. But is there a certain point in time that I should just, uh, you know, uh, maybe sell that car, um, you know, and move to something? Because I personally do not care if I'm driving a Mercedes 
SUV or a yeah, Camry. Yeah, my, my opinion I like, here. I like having the space. <clears throat> I don't care about what car I drive. I want a reliable car with air conditioning. Yeah, my, my opinion, uh, Mercedes-Benz, you're, you're paying a lot for a name and a very fancy automobile with a lot of gimmicks, a lot of toys to it. And basically, when those toys start acting up and breaking, they're not they, cheap. <laughs> you, you say $1,000 is expensive. Uh, a used Mercedes, I would actually say more like five to 6000 would be considered expensive on that. You, you could be looking at a money pit there. I would, especially right now with used car prices the way they are, I would consider letting that car go and find something a little smaller, uh, less complicated of a vehicle. And, 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 you know, until the prices really start going a different way, uh, you might be able to get a, quite a bit of money back out of that and find another vehicle that's much more reasonable for you. And that way, you know, have a vehicle that at least would be more reliable. Right. That's that's what I'm 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 thinking along those lines, but um, I'm wondering: Do I have this vehicle fixed again at what cost? I'm not sure, or do I uh, just but and, and and disclose, of course, that this has this problem? I would not do. Don't fix it. Um, find one of the places like CarMax or something like that. Go in and shop it at several different places, three or four different places. Don't tell them anything. Say, hey, look, you know, I've got this car. I've downsized my family. It's too big a car right now. I don't really need this big thing driving around in the city. And I want to switch down to a much smaller vehicle. And just say, hey, this is this is my reason for wanting to get out of it. And let them look it over. Let them set a price on it. And whichever one gives you the best price, go with that. And then see what you can find for a smaller vehicle. But I And I wouldn't tell them that you've got a problem. Uh, it's and I know it sounds a bit cruel, a bit a bit almost edgy on dishonest, but caveat emptor, let the buyer beware. And well, it's also right on the dash, you know, with the indicator light and and. Uh, well, uh, Lauren, I'm going to add uh, um, <clears throat> I'm going to add a, a few uh, of my experiences with you, and then we're going to have to go. We have some calls backed up, uh, but my experience is that. Uh, I, my daughter had a Mercedes just like you, and after a while she was pouring so much money into the vehicle, getting it fixed. The vehicle, uh, she was spending more money than the vehicle was worth. Right now, you're sitting in at uh, an advantage. Uh, I'd take that car out, see what you could get for it. You're talking about lights being on on your dash. Uh, things get overlooked. Um, if they find it, they find it. But I certainly wouldn't bring it to anyone's attention. And you're in a good position to get rid of that vehicle and put a little extra money in your pocket so you can afford that affordable, because you said you had financial problems, it can be an affordable vehicle, something small, like you said, with AC. So I hope we were able to help you today. You helped me, and, and I'm, I was leaning in that direction, and now I, I know what to do. Very good. Lauren, don't forget to stay on the line. Get that information to Jeremy, and I can write you out a check. It sounds like as if you could use that $50. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Spread the word. Tell your lady friends to Will give do. us a call and join this platform that we are building, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. Rick? 
I've got one from Donovan here where he says, uh, Hi, what are your thoughts on what's going on with Carvana? The stock is down to $8 from its $360 high 15 months ago. They also just uh, fired 1,500 workers yesterday. Do you think they'll be around much longer? Well, now Carvana and all those third-party uh, used car are having a hard time. Even, <clears throat> even the uh, AutoNation with her independent used car lots and uh, other uh, car. The car, used car business is, is tough right now because uh, everything was wonderful when the car prices were climbing. And now when the, starts, the price is coming down, uh, the car dealers, including our car dealership, found ourselves with a huge amount. We call it water in the inventory. Uh, we went out and bought a bunch of cars when they were really high priced. And then the prices came down, and now you can't sell them at that price. So Carvana's having that problem. Car dealers are having the problem. Uh, CarMax is having the problem. And just what happens when the, uh, when the uh, party's over? You know, the party's over, and people are starting to pay the piper. And that's what's going to happen to Carvana. Already has. Mm. What's coming around the corner? And on a quick note also from Donovan, because I, I like his opinions here. He's, he's got some good information. He does. We uh, really enjoy him you know, every week. For the lady with the Mercedes, he says, this is why you don't buy a used Mercedes. And he says, the problem is a lot of people in the U.S. do not know how to work on them. And I would say well, that can well, be a true fact. That, that's a rule. We're picking on Mercedes now. But you can say the same thing about a, a lot of luxury cars. And mm -hmm. uh, not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, uh, BMWs, uh, Jaguars, uh, you yeah. know, uh, Infinities. Uh, the, the number one, the dealer network are the high price spread. You go into a luxury car dealership, they have the fancy uh, uh, customer lounge, they have the, you know, everything is uh, very haughty haughty and, and, uh, and the prices are the same way. It costs you twice as much or three times as much to have your oil changed. And there is a shortage of qualified uh, uh, foreign car, luxury car uh, technicians uh, that are independent that can save you money. Uh, the thing that fools a lot of people is a new BMW or a new uh, Mercedes uh, is a quite a nice car. Mm -hmm. And you don't have a lot of complaints. Uh, J.D. Power does a study uh, on new cars. And they say, oh, only three complaints per hundred uh, you know, cars. I mean, it's not a problem. Wait till that car gets to be five or six years old and see how many complaints you get. So uh, if you want to buy a car that's going to last you a while uh, and not going to cost you a fortune, check how it is as a used car, five or six years old, as well as a new car. Here's, here's another. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, the Mercedes buyers, by the way, you know, these guys are, you know, they're millionaires. And... Uh, you know, they like to buy a car, they keep it for a year or two, or maybe three, At and they buy so. another new one. When it's out of warranty, they buy another new one, and then they trade the car in. Yeah, or they lease it, and they don't even yeah, think about it. They don't think about a it. Good, a good clue on what you're getting into is when you look yeah. at the pricing of extended warranties, yeah. and like you can get extended warranties for new Mercedes that are like $8,000. Yeah. Um, that just goes to show it's an, it's an insurance premium, and, and the actuaries have decided there's there's a p potential for a big payout, so it's a big premium. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. Another clue. And this one from Lance Cavett. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, will the Toyota Sailathon occur this year? It's happening. It's happening in, in name, and they're promoting it. There are a few, like, uh, uh, interest rate specials, but it's not <coughs> the old glory of, of years gone by when, 
when there were cars plentiful and Toyotathon was a, a big, <laughs> just a ton of cars being sold. It's not happening uh, this year because the inventory situation, but yes, it is nominally. For you uh, history fans out there, the Toyotathon was invented by Jim Moran. Jim Moran uh, is a pioneer in the car business. He was the largest uh, Hudson dealer and Ford dealer in Chicago a million years ago. And then he got the Toyota distributorship in Southeast United States. And he was a marketing genius and he came up with the whole Toyotathon concept. Toyota loved it so much, they copied it. Jim Moran passed away 15 years ago, but he was a marketing genius. And that's where it all came from. But today's Toyotathon is a name only because right. it's a seller's market and it's a waste of money to spend money on advertising because there's not enough cars to go around and the prices of, are crazy high. And a bunch of incentives. There's no yeah. there's no incentive to have incentives. No. Exactly. <laughs> Good points too. Eight seven seven nine six oh ninety nine sixty. Text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Remember, um, I uh, am giving away $50, um, looking for one more female caller, and I have $50 for you if you've never called before. So give us a call at 877-960-9960. We'll go back to Stu. Okay. Um, we have some anonymous, feed anonymous feedback. Um, uh, here's one that says, We went to purchase a midsize SUV in Las Vegas, the dealer added $9,000 to the MSRP. I told him they must be on drugs. Uh, we purchased out of state and did not pay the $9,000 greedy markup. And indeed, yeah, people are traveling uh, longer distances than ever to buy their car. And because uh, uh, some dealers are, are charging crazy money and some people are just charging just like a little bit crazy money. <laughs> and some dealers are charging, very few dealers, but are, are charging a, a reasonable amount. Relative to today's market. Relative. <laughs> yes, relative. Maybe not relative to a couple of years ago. Um, we have another anonymous feedback comment. Uh, Thanks for sharing the Mystery Shopping Report info on Wallace, Kia, and Stewart, which is especially valuable given you're a Toyota dealership owner. I've been talking to a Honda dealer about an Accord, which has about $5,000 in accessories, as all of their vehicles appear to have, and decided against going in to negotiate. We shared on a couple of occasions that if that's the starting point, we're not interested. Yet they still put uh, the full port crest on with sales calls to come in. Your insight is invaluable, Earl. Thanks again. Oh. All right. So that's good. We're doing something good. Yeah. Yeah. Makes Ex me feel all right. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't have put it any better. We're going to go back to the phones and we're going to talk to Marty, who's a regular caller. Good morning, Marty. Welcome. Good morning. How are you? We're well, thank you. Good to hear from you. Again, I guess. A question for Stu. Uh, my son-in-law ordered a RAV4 hybrid back in uh, May, so it's been six months. How many RAV4 hybrids do you get in a month? Because it's been six months, and I guess no one's told them that it's going to be here two days from now. Uh, we get uh, the hybrids, uh, particularly RAV4 hybrids, um, um, in probably the least frequently of any of the vehicles. Uh, so they're coming in just a, uh, maybe a handful or less a month. Um, I can't give an exact number. That's why it's taking so long. That's why it's taking up to a year, um, sometimes even longer for some of the hybrids. Okay. Now, let me ask a question. What about a RAV4 not hybrid? Those are coming in at a much more rapid clip. 
Uh, it's it's a much shorter waiting time. Now, do you think they would call him if they get a Rev Four non hybrid, or, or those are all asked? You know? No, but what what he needs to do if he's open to 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 you know open to a selection is to be as broad as possible. Um, when you're specific, especially on a hybrid vehicle. Um, on equipment and color, um, it can take longer because we're just waiting for the right one to become available for you. So if he is willing to go to a gas, he should um, uh, call and let him know that he is uh, switching his order, actually, or, or willing to get a, a gas hybrid. Because right now our inventory manager has the model number that your son wants, and she is working diligently to find a match for it. Um, but if he's open to a gas model, that needs to be um, uh, the information needs to get to her. Yeah, we actually have cars on the ground now. Uh, uh, Thirty days ago, we had zero cars. Now we probably got what fifty cars. Um, so, Smattering like thirty cars. Yeah. yeah. So uh, things are getting better, and uh, you people that waited and waited and waited, uh, as long as you're flexible, you could go and buy a car on most dealerships now. Um, and find something closer to what you want. You won't find exactly what you want if you if you're very particular with the trim and the color and the equipment, and you just are inflexible. You're still going to wait a long time for the car. All right. Now, do you have any Rav fours that are not sold yet? Uh, you got to you got to call into the dealership and speak to um, okay. either the salesperson or the sales talk manager. To Jason. You speak to. Anybody, you'll get the same information no matter who you who you speak to. <laughs> okay. And the next question that I can ask Earl, you've got, according to your sales guys, since I ordered a car back in March, and that's like, it's going to cost me two years, but I, I ordered a more specific uh, Camry. But you've got 1,700 orders, supposedly. Mm-hmm. If Toyota just worked on your dealership, would take it's got to take them a long time to fill every order oh no 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 if they worked on our order we'd have it all filled in a month <laughs> uh, all right. so yeah I, we really if, work if, if we got all the cars that, that list would disappear immediately <laughs> <laughs> we work hard on that list marty for all the toyota dealerships in the united states if everybody had 1700 orders how many how, how long is it going to take get everybody uh, fulfilled well I mean just uh, they sell uh, there's about how many toys get sold uh, we sell about 3,000 um, in a year and there is a 1400 toy dealership so we'll let you do the math I don't think that's uh, oh. <laughs> all right so it'll be a while it'll be a long time it'll all take right, it's going to take a while yeah but but, but different gonna... models are produced at you know Camry's and Corolla's and RAV4's there they focus on that because those are the core cars so that gets the bulk of the of the um, of the production, and so those 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 move quicker, and and they're increasing, you know, as far as the order speed goes. All right, I'm going to tell my son-in-law if they want to, you know, go from a hybrid to a regular, to you know, contact you and see maybe you got one sitting there that they want. You never Possibly. know. All right, patience is a we virtue. Have, we have a purple one with. Um, with, with green stripes on it available. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. But uh, short of that, uh, you know, you guys have a very wonderful dealership, and uh, if anybody can produce a car, you can eventually. Thanks, Marty. All right. Appreciate have a it. Good day, everybody. You too. Great hearing from you, Marty. Give us a call again 877 960 9960. Texas at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Fred, who's calling us from Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Fred. 
Hi, good morning. How are you? We're well, thank you. Welcome. Good. I pass you all the time. So I just want to give you a quick story and then ask a question. Uh, we relocated from New York uh, about two years ago and lived 65 years. So my wife worked as a bookkeeper in the car industry for 20 years. So we kind of knew all the ins and outs, you know, when you had to get a car. So my experience was uh, we went to a Honda dealership in New York and it's in a car. This is about like eight years ago. And I walked to the salesman and I kind of know the routine. And I said to the person there, I said, all I want is no money down. I said, I'm making it clear. I'm not giving you any money down. I want a 36 month or whatever, a 39 year lease. And you come back and you tell me what my payments are. So he walks away. I knew the routine already, how it works. He walks away and he comes back and he says, well, we're $3,000 down. It's going to cost you this. Well, I picked up and I said, I'm leaving. And he was like, well, why are you leaving? I said, because I asked you a simple question. I wanted to know what my payments are with zero down. And you're coming back to me with 3000 down. Don't you listen? Oh, well, that's not my fault. That was my manager. So I picked up. And I started walking out. I wasn't screaming or yelling. They, the oh, salesman literally chased me down to my car and begged me to come back. And it was like, <laughs> it, it was almost it's, like an assault. It's so I come back with my wife, and he says, okay, I'll be back in a minute. So he comes back. He took off the $3,000, and it came out to be the exact same number. So, yes, I ended up getting the car what it was but you just don't listen and the second part was and again only because my wife been doing the business we knew about the fni so of course we had to play the game so he says well now we're going to send you to the fni guy He's like okay we'll do that because without going to the fni guy we couldn't get checked out and i needed the car at the end of the day so as soon as we walk in there my wife has been in the car dealer business for 20 years he said okay sign the papers but he didn't push one thing on us they knew it. They knew People it. He knew it was understand. who he was dealing with. <laughs> yeah, he knew what he was dealing with. But I do have a question for you. Uh, I've been a Honda guy my whole life. Yes, I have driven some Toyotas already. So I guess I'll ask the question. I've been listening to you for like the last year, so I love listening to the show, just getting general information. Convince me when I'm ready. Why should I buy a Toyota over a Honda if I've been happy with Honda for the past 30 years? Well, you shouldn't. You sh what you should do is check on the specific model that you're looking at. Because we'll say this. Let's look, we'll both agree. Like, Toyota and Honda are among the best cars made. Um, but they change every year, and there's new models, and things um, are better some years than others. Um, I would look at that year at Consumer Reports and specifically mm -hmm. uh, what they're saying about the quality issues on the car because Toyota is a great car but some year even a Camry in 20 I'm just making this up a 2019 Camry might have been the greatest Camry they made in 2020 it might not have been so great so um, look at it year by year model by model yeah that's well, great information Fred um, that uh, Stu gave you and uh, one other uh, bit of advice uh, Earl just wrote a column our Earl's pocket guide to buying or leasing a car. And uh, go to Earl on Cars and take a look at that. 
Uh, but uh, you certainly can't go wrong with Consumer Report, and uh, it's a it's a little easier to maneuver, uh, for lack of another word. Uh, but it sounds like you and your wife did a great job. And it, uh, if you don't have any other questions, it, uh, you, it was great hearing from you, and we thank you for sharing your story. Uh, do you have another question? No, just a quick side note. Okay. So we live right off North Lake, so half the time we pass the Napleton store. <laughs> After I heard the conversation about the big mystery shopper with $8,000, I jokingly said to my wife, why don't we go in there and ask for CB <laughs> how much he could rip our for, and she started laughing at me. Yes. One thing I will admit, guys, from, from your answer right now, I'm, I'm a customer service manager. We sell chairs, uh -huh. and honesty is the best policy, and loyalty is very good. Your answer to the question, you did it, was totally honest. You didn't tell me to go buy a Toyota because yeah. it's better, and you didn't tell me not to buy a Honda. Well, That's why I love listening to you. You show you're honest. Well, thank you for and saying that. Earl didn't even drive a Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Fred. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. 877-960-9960. You can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. We are going to have the studio energized. Guess what? Guess why? <laughs> you listening, Roadrunner? Oh. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm setting the stage for you. Go ahead. Go crazy. Okay. I thought you brought, like, booze or something. I'm like, what? Good morning, everybody. Me, me. There you go. Yeah. I caught, I was listening to the show last week, and uh, what's this rumor coming back with Barracuda? Barracuda. Rick's making up stuff last week. He said something about the Barracuda. Oh, I, I was teasing Nancy. Rick. He said it's an all-electric yeah, autonomous uh, Barracuda. Oh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I, I Googled that. Well, he got you interested. He fooled you. Uh, it's going to be electric, or are we just kidding around here? Kidding around. We're kidding around. Uh, Rick. That, that's my job. Uh, go, Google well, I know. It, Rick's Steve. so serious, and he's such a, a, yeah. he's a font of serious well, information. Anyway, so yeah. who wants that? And and Dodge also, is thinking, we right? Dodge is thinking about that, week. right? We were talking about Pete last week. Well, at the time, I owned a '69 Barracuda. I owned a '70 Barracuda. It was the purple passion color. Mm. That stuff just peeled right off. Mm. So I painted car myself for ten bucks with Krylon flat black. <laughs> That was it. And you didn't know that that was going to be a big trend in about 50 years when Matt painted cars. Yeah, that, that purple paint in the 70s came right off the car. It was ridiculous. Hey, Steve, where's that car parked? What, my 69 Roadrunner? You got it. Where is it? Uh, it's in, I always keep it in the store, Virginia. I don't keep it outside. Uh, I have your address. Oh, Nancy's going <laughs> to rob my you. Address. What's my address? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go for a ride with him in it. Yeah, have yeah. him drive. I want to ride it. Yeah, I want to go for a ride. Well, this is what I'm going to do when I have time. I'm going down to the Walmart. They got a charge, you know, charging station there. Uh -huh. I got to get there early on Sunday morning. I'm going to bring an extension cord with me, wrap it around the charger, and put the plug under. 
I want to see how many people stop and say, "Oh, I didn't know they made electric roadrunners." Stick it in the right. Stick it in the gas uh, gas cap tank. <laughs> you, you get a lot yeah, of. No, you, I don't want to. No, I got to bend over. That's under the license plate. Oh, look okay. well, like so <laughs> Where the real gas cap is, you know. One time I got gas in New York and walking around my car for ten minutes. Ten minutes? Yeah, he's looking around. Looking around. I'm watching him. I've seen you know, it. he's like touching the lights, looking at the side of the car and everything. That's like up in that. Jersey, right? <laughs> no, New York. Oh, okay, because they have to fill up your tank in Jersey, right? <laughs> New, Jer- New Jersey is all full service, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that but, must be uh, fun with the good up there. Just oh, you can leave some New York. New York. Okay. Oh, got that accent. I can't tell the difference. Yeah, I could listen to you say New York for a week. I love it. New yeah, York. Yeah, I don't get a cup of coffee. Are you kidding? I still say written mail cloth. Look at I still say yins. Where am I from? Yeah, you. Yeah. Earl cloth. Nobody knows what Earl cloth is. It's what I am. Yeah, we just hang on to some of that stuff. We have a few people we know that say y'all. <laughs> That's yeah, my family. Yeah, I know, I know. Y'all. All right. Stuart say y'all. Everybody have a good safe weekend and have a good Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, Steve, you're amazing. Happy Thanksgiving. We'd yeah, love hearing from you. That's what my ex-wife said. I'm amazing. Don't get to know me. Okay. Uh, all right, everybody have a good holiday. I'm going to keep Take an eye everybody. on you with that barracuda. I'll be watching you. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> 877-960-9960. You can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. Rick, do you have something for us? You know, I actually did that on an old Chevy pickup that I had. Flat black spray paint cans to paint the truck. Yeah? It worked. No kidding. You could touch it up anytime for 99 cents. Oh, there you go. You heard it from Rick. We're caught up here otherwise. We're going to go to Stu. Yeah, um, I got a text here. who did, who did it send? I don't have a name on it. Uh, it said they heard a G, uh, uh, General Motors is restarting the government rebate for electric vehicles January 1st. Is that true for all makes of electric vehicles? And that's true. In the Inflation, Inflation and Reduction Act, um, more tax credits were allocated for electric vehicle purchases. But there's a lot of there's some rules. It's not exactly like there, there's like income um, restrictions on how much you earn. You might not um, be able to qualify for it. It's like any tip, any government policy is very complicated. Yeah. Talk it's, to your accountant. It's not going to do what it, they want it to do because government policies never do. Uh, the manufacturers don't like it. The dealers don't like it. Uh, consumers don't like it. It's just a convoluted, complicated uh, governmental mishmash. That uh, the, the fact of the matter is, the demand and supply of the electric vehicle is going to set the price, right. and, and if 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 there is a big fat rebate, the dealers will keep that rebate. Well, one of the problems also is that it's it's focused, and this is going to be in the long run. It's focused on like lower priced electric vehicles. Yeah. So even like your Tesla, I don't think would qualify. Sedans with retail yeah. price more than fifty five thousand yeah. don't count. So it could benefit lower income uh, people, but it's probably not going to end the, the, the current typical buyer. Yeah, the, the EV has to be manufactured in the United States. It can't be manufactured. You know, a Tesla is manufactured in China, it wouldn't qualify. Well, Toyota's moving their battery operations <coughs> and everything to the United States, yeah, so yeah, it's uh, having some effect yeah, yeah. on something. <laughs> uh, so I hope that answered the question. And I think, let me just make sure. Oh, we have one more here from Jonathan in, uh, in Wellington. 
Um, he's Jonathan's commenting on the mystery shops. He says, uh, Earl grades the mystery shop uh, dealerships on a curve. I grade much more harshly. Imagine a medical school grading on a curve. On a test, if the highest grade is a 30, that means everyone will pass. But I certainly don't want any of those doctors operating on me. You probably have. <laughs> well, here's, um, see, there's, there's a lead into my favorite joke. Well, I know, but let me finish this thing. Is the same holds true with car dealerships. They will either give me a great deal or they won't. If the dealership plays games, I won't buy from them. I have no... I have no t- I have no time and enough money to play games. And by the way, they do grade on the curve in medical school. Yes, they do. They yeah. grade on the curve everywhere. But here's my favorite joke: What do they call a doctor who graduates at the bottom of his class? Uh, doctor second class. They call him a doctor. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my point is that doctors are doctors, or car dealers are car dealers. Uh, you know, you got to find a good car dealer. you got to find a good doctor. Just because a guy calls himself a doctor doesn't mean he knows uh, as much as the doctor down the street. So you're right. They do great, great on the curve. And, and some doctors graduate, and they shouldn't be practicing medicine. Okay. Uh, we have anonymous feedback comment came in here. It says, uh, hello, on an earlier program you mentioned there may be mid-year increases in car prices for some brands in the future. I plan on reserving ordering a car at the beginning of next year. Um, if there's a price increase before delivery, how much do you think the increase would be? I just want to be prepared for additional cost. That's a great question. It's hard to answer because there's so many. Uh, the dealers are doing so many different things. Well, the, the, the bottom line: forget about price increases. Forget about uh, remember supply and demand. A year from now, prices will be much lower. Right. So whether the manufacturers glob on a price increase or whatever happens, or there's a rebate or whatever. The whole thing boils down to supply and demand. You'll get a lot better price on a car one year from today than you do to today. Yep, and uh, they're specifically looking at Toyota Camry. I can, hybrid, I can tell you that um, everybody's doing it differently. Our, you know, our dealership, um, like Earl said, it'll be the price at the time of delivery. Um, and any incentives, supply and demand, whatever the price is then. So even if there is an increase, um, it's most likely not going to be felt by you because the prices are, are will be coming down in a year from now. And we're all caught up. Yeah, I've got an article in Automotive News I want to uh, mention. It's, it's more good news. We've got a lot of good news coming down the pike. If you if you were with us at the beginning of the show, we played a TV clip, uh, showed a TV clip from WPLG. Jeff Weinseer, the investigative reporter, talked about Ashley Moody, finally, Attorney General, uh, for the state of Florida, finally taking action against car dealers that are ripping off their customers. Uh, Federal Trade Commission has been at it for a while, and uh, there's more news about the Federal Trade Commission. Here's here's the headline for those streaming. Uh, FTC considers broader junk fee rules, and I'll hold that up. Now, the article is long. I'm not going to bore you and read the whole thing. Bottom line is that they are taking more and more action to uh, control the uh, ridiculous way cars have been retailed. But here's a paragraph I put a little circle around, which I think uh, is just amazing. Uh, we've talked about it on this show for God knows how many years, but the, uh, we talked about the FTC. The FTC's latest proposal suggests mandatory advertising of an out of the door price, less government charges <laughs> is going to be inevitable for dealers. So, I mean, this is, this is like finally <laughs> the Federal Trade Commission is saying if you advertise the price of the car, 
it's got to be a real price. That's all they're saying. And so uh, there's good news. And I think they are moving on this. And uh, another another few years, yeah. car dealers will be like uh, going yep. to Target or Walmart or Amazon. They're not going to screw you the way uh, you are being to. You know how many today. people may, you made happy just now reading that? And they're saying, Earl Stewart, repeat that. We can't believe it. We well, can't believe it. We'll be out of the a job. Day is, we'll no, be on, not we'll at all. Well, but not if at car all. dealers are all honest, what are we going to do? Not at all. Earl on bicycles. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I think you're wrong about that. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, saw the video this morning, I'm talking about uh, the video that uh, uh, Jeff uh, Weinsier uh, the investigative report that he's been doing and how involved he's been on this journey. Uh, give us a call. How do you feel about the investigation and the uh, subpoenas uh, for these car dealers that are operating uh, illegally? And they really are. That's a good word to use, you know. Uh, they talked about the uh, illegal fees. Uh, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Uh, even when I read what Earl just uh, read to the audience, I couldn't believe that last night in the automotive news. And I, we're going in the right direction. Things are finally happening, and people are getting sick, actually sick of the treatment of purchasing a vehicle. Uh, we are going to go back to the phones, and we are going to talk to Denise who's calling us from Riviera Beach, and she is a first-time caller. Good morning, Denise. Good morning. Welcome. You won yourself $50, you. Denise. If you, That's great. Thank you. Uh, if you stay on the line after we're finished talking, uh, you can give your contact information to Jeremy, and he'll pass that along to me, and I'll mail you a check. That sounds great. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, welcome to the show, and uh, what can we do for you this morning? Well, I, you know, I just uh, heard about what you guys are doing with Toyota, and I think it's wonderful, especially for someone like me that always feels like I'm somehow getting ripped off when I go to uh, purchase a car or even have my car fixed, which is what happened to me at Napleton on North Lake Boulevard. Um, I went to service, and I was told everyone was fine with my tires, and they let me go. Uh, and about a, a month later, I had a blowout on a tire, on Singer Island, and I went to Napleton, you know, to fix, and they said, oh, you need all new tires, and I said, why didn't you tell me that a month ago when I was here? You let me drive with, they said there were cracks in the tires, and they would have blown huh. soon, and I said, your salesperson told me that, and then the manager came out with some kind of a charge, well, they rate a five, and you can still drive on them, I didn't know what he was talking about bottom line is i said you let me go with bad tires four bad tires to drive in, you know another few hundred miles and i take a long trip so they said well we'll take care of you and my rim got damaged obviously because i had to on it to find a safe spot and um so and i had the car insurance i took out when i bought the car you know the car insurance and they said it didn't apply because that doesn't cover wear and tear on tires Right. And I said, but it blew out. Right. <laughs> so back and forth, yeah, right back and forth with that, they um, they said they would call Fidelity, who was the insurer, and I asked them, you know, if they submitted the pictures, and they said, oh, they won't cover it. They already said they wouldn't cover it, and I asked for the information to call myself, 
And then they said, oh, you have to go to Wallace now. That's where you bought the insurance policy. And I thought, why Why doesn't anyone cover this? Right. I shouldn't be able to go to any shop. And they said that that's their policy. But I, the bottom line is they never made the call. They, they didn't want to deal with it. They, no, they wanted to brush me off. And um, so I left. They, gave, they sold me uh, four. I got four tires and paid for three, supposedly. And so I said, wait, that blowout can even be part of that. And they said, no, that's, you've got a deal, blah, blah, blah. So I called Wallace, and they said, that's wrong. You should be able to take it anywhere. But the strange thing, even Wallace didn't know that you have to get pre-authorized when you have an issue that has to be fixed or changed in order for them to cover it. No, don't spread that fine line, and neither right. did I, because... It was all the way down on the bottom, so that's why Fidelity supposedly wouldn't accept the, the you know, the, the the contract to change it. And so back and forth. Well, I went back into Napleton, and that was another issue to the manager of service, and he was rude, obnoxious. He started screaming at me and called me a racist. Actually, oh. so oh. I left. You know, I wasn't going to get involved in that. And I thought, who can I write? Who can I call from Mapleton? Who's in charge of customer service? We don't know because we've been, <laughs> I mean, we've been, you know, calling them out publicly, you know, for, for years. And, and then they've been um, fined and investigated by the federal government. And, and, and since then, they've continued to, to behave that way. Um, you bring up a very important thing that our listeners need to pay t- listen to. So you, you bought some extended uh, warranty stuff, uh, an important question, and, and nobody thinks to ask, and you shouldn't feel bad for not asking. But, you know, when it comes time to actually making a claim, what kind of hoops do I do I have to jump through uh, to get this uh, taken care of? Or, or you know, uh, how, who do I call? What's the number I call? Because sometimes it, uh, it makes it very, very difficult. Um, to, to get anything done, and you just expose them. And that many thing. dealers are selling the warranty, so they're the ones that have to pay for the repair. They sold you the warranty. You, they made a big fat profit when they sold it to you, and uh, the only expenses involved are repairs. So when you come back for repairs, they want to keep all that money. They don't want to have to pay for the repairs. So it's uh, extended warranties are a really uh, dangerous thing. I generally speaking don't recommend them at all, but if you want to buy an extended warranty, buy it from the manufacturer. Uh, the dealer's warranty is probably not as good. And look what's excluded and find out that you don't have yeah. to call a hidden number buried in the contract uh, to get a pre-authorization. <laughs> no, that, you know, that that was a, a surprise. I'm glad you said that. And when I did call Wallace, the woman that sold me the, the insurance, uh-huh. you know, when I paid for the car, she said, she, she was honest, she goes, I have no idea. I said, well, you should know what's in your right. contract before you put it on to consume. You told me I could bring it anywhere to any tire place. And so now what? I'm stuck with, you know, that expense and a wheel. And she said, well, you ran, you rode on your wheel. I said, how did you think I was going to get from the flat tire right. place, you know, where I had it to a safe place? I had to ride on it. Yeah, that happens. So, so they don't cover wheels that you ride on, according to her. And that surprised me. And, and so I said, listen, we have you, you have to do something. Otherwise, I, I'm going to cash in the contract. I want my money back in that. Is there any chance, and, yeah. did, did they, anybody bring up the um, idea of um, 
um, seeing if the tire manufacturer's warranty would cover it, if there's any chance a, a defect that it, that wore out and caused that blowout. Um, if that was caused by a defect, um, that could be demonstrated. Sometimes that's a, a route you can go. Um, you know, you call Goodyear or Brooks, uh, Bridgestone or whoever the manufacturer is. They never told me anything like that at all. Yeah. Um, one thing, one thing I did do, I made, um, I told the girl at Wallace, I said, listen, I'm bringing the car in after Thanksgiving, and your mechanics get a look at it because I, I feel like, you know, that I deserve to get this replaced. But then when I did read the contract, I said, it's your fault that you didn't have it pre-authorized. So she, she said, okay, we'll see what we can do. And, they're, uh, and you're waiting to hear something now? Are you waiting to hear from Wallace? Or are they going to try and yeah, resolve no, this? They, okay. they, called, they called later and they confirmed that I, I could bring the car in. And she said, I'm not going to tell you where I can change it or give you a free rim. or and But now I'm going to present all this, what you just told me about the manufacturer mm -hmm. you know, of the buyer. And uh, I, I don't you know, they're going to be able to find that out. You know, okay. I think. Well, well, let us, can you call us back? Um, do you think, in, in, are, you, are you expecting to hear anything in the next week? After the day, uh, next day, after. Okay. After Thanksgiving? To them. We'll, be, yeah. we'll be on the air Saturday, next Saturday. Can you call us and let us know what, what they told you? Okay. Okay, great. Uh, Denise, yeah, sure. uh, it's, uh, this is Nancy Stewart. I want to thank you for calling and uh, I also want to let you know that uh, this story that you shared with us is uh, pretty consens consistent with a lot of dealers, especially Napleton. And uh, I don't know whether you uh, are aware of the $10 million uh, settlement uh, that Napleton just went through and uh, the, the allegations of racial discrimination, illegal fees. Uh, there's a laundry list here. So we appreciate your call. And we would definitely love to hear back from you as to how this story ends. Okay. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, there's something interesting also in automotive news uh, that I will share with you. We don't think about the cost of maintenance and repair on a mileage basis. In uh, AAA, uh, American Automobile Association, uh, compiled this and it's interesting to me how inexpensive a hybrid is uh, in terms of maintenance and repair compared to a gasoline engine um, the, the cost uh, cents per mile in a hybrid vehicle is $8.88 a mile the average cost is about $10 uh, uh, that's, a, that's a fairly bad an electric vehicle is even less it's only about $8.08 .08 per mile um, in terms of maintenance and repair. It's uh, um, the overall average between midsize, uh, small, big, electric, hybrid, and the rest of it is about 10 bucks, um, uh, 10 cents a mile. But when you buy a car, you know, you look at a lot of things. You look at gas miles, you look at the co cost of the car, uh, you think about a lot of things that you should think about, like depreciation. But people don't really have a guide is what it costs to maintain and repair a car. You think about the warranty, and I don't have to spend anything for three years, but if you keep a car for five years, uh, 
the average cost is going to be about ten bucks, ten cents per mile. I mean, that's, that adds up, fifteen thousand miles a year. Uh, it adds up, so it's it's an average thing. Uh, so when you're buying a car and shopping around comparing prices, remember that. Check the AAA out. You can Google it anytime you want. American Automobile Association. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think that. Uh, do you have a, a couple of texts left? Bob has a question. Bob sure. Bob wants to know: Does it hurt to put a larger amp battery than the factory one? No. Okay. Uh, that actually will not cause any issues in your car. Um, it may even make that battery last a little bit longer. Uh, but bear in mind, the higher amperage batteries that you go, they can increase in price quite a bit. Uh, going up just a small amount is going to be a small increase in price. But some of those where you get the really high expensive batteries, the super power uh, high, alt, high amperage batteries, and even getting into like the marine deep cycle batteries, they can get really expensive. What, what, what kind of advantage do you get from a higher amp battery? Uh, stepping up a, a couple hundred amps over what your car originally came with actually makes the battery, the alternator system, don't have to work quite as hard to get the battery back up to full charge. And it actually will help the battery last a little bit longer over the life of the battery. Okay. Extends the life of the battery itself. All right. Learn something now. Okay. <clears throat> time, time for a commercial. <laughs> now, the the hurricane, uh, Hurricane Ian we had, um, did a huge amount of property damage and also damage to human life. But a lot of the damage that we don't talk about are the, the homeless dogs. A lot of the people that lost their homes or had their homes damaged had to give up their pets. And the shelters are overflowing. When a shelter has too many dogs, they have to euthanize the dogs after a certain amount of time. Now, why am I holding up my book, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer? All the proceeds of this book, if you want to buy the book, it's a how to do it on how to buy a car without being ripped off by a car dealer. If you buy the book, 100% of the proceeds, I don't get a nickel. All of it goes to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And that big dog ranch rescue that we have one of the dogs right here in the studio. We have two dogs in the studio. Yeah. (laughs) But Big Dog Ranch Rescue is the only and the largest no-kill animal shelter. Our dogs, are they keep them there for years. If we we have a dog that is... uh, likes the place too much it's like a resort and we actually have dogs that have been there for two or three years we do not euthanize our dogs we've taken in a huge amount we're bursting at the seams at big dog ranch rescue we probably have 500 dogs or more looking for homes so go to amazon amazon amazon.com buy the book if you don't need the book give it to a friend it'll tell you how to buy a car without being ripped off by a car dealer and it will also, all that money goes to Big Dog. Now, we need that money because uh, it, we have a, a vet, vet service. We have a maternity ward. When the dogs give birth, we keep the puppies. Uh, we find homes for the mothers and the puppies. So Big Dog Ranch Rescue there in Loxahatchee. We also have a new facility in Alabama. And we're opening another facility. So we, we are literally finding homes for thousands of dogs. So I say, none of our dogs are euthanized. And uh, you can foster a dog even if you don't want, uh, you can't afford or you don't want to have a dog permanently. 
come pick up a dog, uh, hold the dog for a week or two or three, maybe, until we can find. We don't have room for all the dogs. So help us out, buy a book, adopt a dog or foster a dog. Thank you very much. Oh, we have, we have a couple. Do you hear that, folks? We have a couple of dogs in the studio. Oh, Just they're both so cute. Gentle panting. Yes. Oh. Uh, on a more serious note, uh, confessions of a recovering darling, car dealer. Uh, great contribution. And uh, what a great Christmas gift. And that book can be put on the shelf and you can use it, you know, for uh, a long, long time. Uh, so take advantage of that. We're going to get to the mystery shopping report. And whoops, I got Stu one. has one more. Since it's 936, we got a minute or two for uh, one more text. Uh, this listener just joined late. Um, do you guys still have over 2,000 new cars ordered for customers close? Um, is there a slightly higher percent of customers canceling orders with the higher rates and slowing economy? Possibly, we haven't really measured it precisely, but there's, you know, there's drop-off every month. I haven't picked up an appreciable amount of drop-off. Next question, if you had ordered a car, and if the salesman can give you an estimate for how many months it might be, is there a way to check how far back in line you might be? Yeah, absolutely. Just call in and ask, and they can give you uh, an updated estimate. All right. Yes. Now we're caught up. <laughs> okay. We have a... Yes? Hmm? I thought you were going to say something. Uh, we have the mystery shopping report we're going to get to. And uh, as I remind you every week, take advantage of our text number, 772-497-6530. We'd love to hear from you. How do you feel about the mystery shopping report? And how would you grade it? And uh, again, 772-497-6530. That mystery shop was done uh, at uh, Delray Buick, GMC. Yeah. Delray Buick GMC, it, it just occurred to me, I should have mentioned this earlier when we were talking about the family that owns this the dealership now. Ralph Buick was in Delray for many years. A lot of you folks from South Florida will remember that. Uh, and he was kind of a pioneer too. It's very interesting to me that Delray Buick has been in the hands of dealers who've been around for a long, long time. I don't know if there's any significance to that, but at one time, Ralph Buick uh, was the largest Buick dealer in the United States. And uh, that was back during my days at Stuart Pontiac. Okay, here's a report. The Garber Buick Company was founded in 1910 by Guy Garber. I had no idea that uh, we had uh, dealers back then. I mean, that's, yeah. be, uh, Stu just pointed out, that was before Henry Ford. Well, he was, yeah, before he did the, uh, yeah, he, was before, selling, he was making Fords, but he hadn't done the assembly line. Assembly yet. line thing, yeah. So it wasn't before he was born, but before he was impacting the... Uh, before he was churning them out. Exactly. So anyway, it was one of the first automobile, uh, Garber referring to, one of the first automobile dealerships in America a hundred and something years ago. And a few generations later, the Garber Automotive Group is still going strong. I mean, I thought I knew all this stuff. I didn't. That's amazing. Why Why wouldn't they use that more in there? Why would they call it Delray right. Buick? Yeah, they, they call the store in Fort Pierce Garber Buick. They don't yeah. call it in, in Delray. I mean, here it is. I mean, that's to me, that's a, that's a cool thing. That's a marketing thing that would do that. Uh, based in Michigan, Garber consists of 23 new car dealerships in six states. During the 2010s, they acquired two Buick GMC dealerships in South Florida, Garber Buick, Garber Buick GMC in Fort Pierce and Delray Buick uh, GMC. 
We did a lot of looking, and we can't find exactly <coughs> when the Garbers opened the Delray Beach location. We did a Takata mystery shop there in 2019, and they did pretty well. Back then, we were surprised to learn the Garber Automotive Group existed and struggled to find out uh, find when they came into town. I don't even, don't even remember that, but um, I, if, I'd have, if I'd have known they'd been around since 1910, I would have remembered. Back when we uh, reported on them in 2019, we remarked on their long and impressive history as a family business and their great online reputation. We made the assumption that a group with a reputation on the, on, on the line would take the Takata problem seriously. It turns out they did. But, we, but as we've seen week after week, even the noblest of car dealers have failed to resist the temptation to push their pricing to the limit. Even as prices begin to edge down, nearly every dealer is still in max profit mode and is still a seller's market. Now, in all fairness, I mean, we have to include ourselves in that mm-hmm. uh, because we are we are charging. We're in max profit mode. Yeah, MSRP. We're making a huge amount of money selling new Toyotas. And uh, it's just the fact that the other dealers are making a lot more because they're going way over MSRP. Uh, the only thing we can pat ourselves on the back for is we drew the line at uh, something the manufacturer suggested retail price. We don't charge thousands over that, and we don't charge hidden fees, and we don't charge Mickey Mouse junk fees for unneeded, worthless options. So uh, everything's relative, so we're not squeaky clean we're just kind of clean compared to everybody else cleaner cleaner right <laughs> i did find out there are two toyota dealerships in our old 20 group uh, that are not over msrp but what about junk fees and dealer installed accessories um i think one of them sure is not doing it i don't know about the other yeah we sent agent lightning into shop a used car again uh, she identified a used 2021 uh 2021 buick enclave essence with 27,000 miles. It was listed for sale on Delray Buick's website for $33,000 even. I arrived on, this is a report, I'm speaking as if I, I'm Agent Lightning. I arrived in the late afternoon and was greeted by a friendly woman who asked me what brought me in today. I told her I was looking at a used car and she offered to get me a salesperson. She made a brief phone call, hung up, and then said, Jim would be right with me. The greeter, that's a woman, was offering me coffee when Jim walked into the door with his hand outstretched. I, I took his hand and shook it. Uh, that's interesting because here we are the COVID thing. It was the, you know, the mask and maybe the fist bump. Now it's now, like, we're, now we're back to handshakes. We'll be hugging next week. We'll be hugging, yeah. He asked me to follow him into the building next door where his office was. We sat across from each other at his desk. Jim pulled up the used car inventory on his computer screen. He searched for the enclave and exclaimed loudly when he found it. He announced, it had just come in. Jim said jokingly that the only problem now was finding it. I laughed and said that it sounded like a Jim problem and not a me problem. <laughs> Jim said, you're going to be trouble, aren't you? Uh, he said he'd be right back, headed off to locate the car I wanted. I expected uh, to wait a while, and I was surprised to see him, Jim, pull up at a Buick Black Buick Enclave just after a couple of minutes. Now, here's kind of a, an observation I'll make about this uh, interaction so far between Agent Lightning, uh, the mystery shopper, and the, and the salesperson. Jim, this salesperson, the Buick dealership, he has um, a good personality. 
Uh, he's likable. Instant chemistry here. And 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 Agent Lightning, she's she's a pretty tough nut. She's uh, well, we've known her for a couple of years now, and she uh, she's demanding. Uh, she is uh, uh, doesn't put up with nonsense, and she forms an opinion of the dealership and the salesperson, as you do, or I would, and that's the reason she's such a good mystery shopper. So right away, Agent Lightning is likes Jim. Yeah. And she is starting to trust Jim. And this is what uh, you have to be careful of when you go into dealership. It's easy to be careful when somebody is dumb enough to treat you shabbily and rudely. But when someone really turns the charm on, and let me tell you, a good salesperson, you know, with the old saying, they can sell a refrigerator to an Eskimo. I mean, good salespeople are able to charm and sell you things. So I'm not putting Jim down. I mean, we like courteous salespeople. Hey, we're cardios. We like good salespeople, and good salespeople are courteous and charming. So here we found one. And they're kind of rare. Yeah. Well, when's the last time we saw Agent Lightning charmed? Yeah, when you when you meet somebody that you instantly know you can make fun of, yeah. um, you you found a guy with a pers- good personality. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a con man or a crook. Uh, you know, we we but he was such a nice person. We see this in mass murderers too, right? Oh, Ted he, Bundy. Yeah, <laughs> was very he was charming. So, such a charming. I, I think we're going down the wrong direction. Here. Well, no, I, I I'm just, we got we to hear what, how this plays out. I'm putting. <laughs> I'm. I'm. This, this is rolling cars. This is how to avoid being ripped off. And I'm telling you, the biggest danger out there. We don't talk about it, and we're talking about it now. A charming, likable salesperson. He is your worst enemy because he can get you to make an irrational, bad decision. Just like the devil can. Exactly. The devil can make you do that. He can appeal to your emotions. Exactly. And that's what car buying is all about, emotion. You can walk into a dealership and sell your heart to the devil. Back to the report. (laughs) I laughed hard when, and I'm Agent Lightning, I laughed hard when I went outside to meet him, Jim. He'd stolen the vehicle right out of the detail department. I'm still laughing. Uh, there were white swirls of wax applied that had yet to be um, uh, um, buffed out on the, on the side, and Jim knew how to get the job done. I mean, it was just, Agent Lightning's having a ball here. He made a show out of it. Going to invite Jim to, to dinner. We looked over the car in its half-clean state. It was in great shape. There was no window sticker on it yet, and uh, didn't have time to do it. Jim said he needed only a few minutes for paperwork before we could uh, go out on test drive. It began to rain a little, so I told him he should bring the car back to detail so the wax job doesn't get ruined. I said I'd drive it once I decided if I was buying it, after I saw the pricing. Jim said I was right. The detail manager told him to get the car right back. I went back to the desk, and he took the car back to the detail manager. Jim came right back and sat down. He showed me a buyer's order from another deal to demonstrate that they had no hidden fees, just a dealer fee. And it's not hidden. It's just right there. Yeah. I asked him to print one up for the Enclave, and he agreed. He pulled uh, the listing on the computer again. Jim said a window sticker with their best price would be put on as soon as detail was done with it. He pointed out that it would be the same as their online price, 33000 Jim got up to get the numbers. He was back in a few minutes with his sales manager and a worksheet. The sale price was 33000 same as I'd seen online, and exactly what Jim said it would be. 
Then they added $745 in government fees and an $898 dealer fee. The sales manager said that the government fees would likely go down. He said it was comprised of a new vehicle, of a new plate, DMV, and uh, electronic filing fee, which I don't know why he said that. Well, I have, a th- I have thoughts on this. Okay. Um, I looked at the uh, printout of the sticker. There is no electronic filing fee. Um, anyway, he went on to explain it was based on the weight of the vehicle, which is true. Yeah. And, and, and the fact of the matter is one of the reasons our dealership doesn't advertise prices including tax and tag, government fees, is because there are variables that you cannot pin down till you know exactly uh, the date right. of birth, uh, is our car being traded in or not. It's a truck. And, and the weight. The weight. And it's, it's a little complicated. A computer you have, program does you have to have You have to have the exact car that you want to buy and the exact person who's buying it before you can calculate the right. tax and tax. So the best you can do is an estimate. You come close. You get, and so you can. what I think he's doing in this 745 in government fees, mm-hmm. I don't know if they know. I mean, this electronic filing fee business has been around for a long time, um, years now. And he, he's saying, yeah, well, it'll come down. So he's just thinking that plate estimate, is that what that is? So that plate estimate's in there, but the electronic filing fee yeah. for several hundred dollars is bogus. And oftentimes the salespeople are duped by the dealer, just like the uh, customers are. Yeah, they don't and, know. And, and, they, and they say, well, you know, this is part of, the, you know, part of the tag and registration, and it's not. And the salesman doesn't get paid on it. It all goes in the dealer's pocket. Um, Jim chimed in to say there was no pressure from them. If I decide to buy, it was here for me. Boy, how refreshing is that? I waited for some more pressure. One of them warned me the car would be sold soon. That didn't happen. I mean, what an unusual surprise. I thanked them both for a great experience. Said uh, Everyone had been uh, so friendly. Uh, they were very appreciative and thanked me for coming in. So there you have it. Um, an extraordinarily friendly, happy experience at a car dealership. Look at Jim. Look at the picture of Jim. Oh, Jim, yeah. That's right. And he got he has he has his picture on the card. He's not only sounds charming, he looks, looks charming. Great. Look at this guy. Yeah. There we go. He's a pro. Yeah. So, uh, as I say, Ted Bundy, your worst enemy, could be <laughs> a guy like this. This this case here, turns out he's honest. And he looks honest, and he's friendly. I mean, the best of the best of the best. So there we have it. Uh, we grade on the curve, and we have a Buick dealer in Delray, Florida. And uh, we'd like to hear your votes. Uh, there was the dealer fee. Uh, the uh, You could call it a junk fee, dealer fee. It was fairly big. All dealers do it. So there you are, well, We're grading on the curve. We got um, uh, Mark says he managed their body shop at Ralph Buick for three years, starting 2004, um, and he gives him a B plus on the mystery shopping report. And um, I, I really liked I, I liked um, how Delray Buick. I want to call them Garber Buick just to honor their history. <laughs> they did a really good job. The um, I the the only two bad parts were the um, the 745 in government fees and and then you know just the the, the dealer fee. Um, they can't get an A. I, I'm not going to give anybody an A until they, without, unless they don't have fees. But they're, they're, I give them a B. They did a good job. And uh, Bob uh, just texted. Um, Bob gives them an A. Hmm. Well, I've got uh, Joseph Kelleher, D. Too high of a dealer fee. Hmm. And uh, let's see, Tom Steckel, 
B minus hidden electronic filing fee, they know exactly what DMV charges and their fees assume electronic filing. Only additional charges, $10 for a fast title. Uh, Brian Sedlatko, B. Wayne Vite with an A minus. Mark Smith, B. Mark Ryan, B. Scott Hunter, B. Government fee was too high. Uh, myself, I think I'm gonna say, I'm gonna follow Stu's thought with the B uh, because the dealer fee should be included in that 33,000 advertised price. Just make it 33,898. Right, there you go. And, and, and you've got an A plus from me. I'm glad you said that. I yeah. have a very happy customer who walks in who got exactly what they thought they were gonna get. And Ken Asher with a B. And Kirk in West By God, Virginia, Delray Buick, priced as advertised, both e-filing junk fee, earns a B. Okay. Anne Marie gives him a B plus, and we have a C here. Um, who is this from? I know I have your name somewhere, but we have a B. Would have been an A plus if there wasn't a dealer fee and the electronic filing fee. Okay, um, too many fees, and uh, like Rick said, you know, include that dealer fee. Is uh, <laughs> it's real easy, real easy to do. And it's honest. So uh, for that, I give them a C. It's a pretty good grade coming from me. It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm really. Um, I, I'm very. In my, until Rick said, and he's absolutely right. The advertised price was thirty-three thousand. They added almost nine hundred dollars in a dealer fee. Um, nothing wrong with the dealer fee if you include it in the advertised price, but then. Then it doesn't do what a dealer fee is supposed to do, which is sneak the price up, which is what they did. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to give them an A so bad I can't do it. Uh, I'm gonna give them a B plus. Uh, I mean, I really feel bad. Uh, I, I think I, I almost I make it an A minus. I'm gonna give them an A minus. Yeah, it's it's funny though. My just my own personal consumer opinion. If I see a price tag on a window that says. Thirty-three eight ninety-eight, and a price tag on the car next to it says thirty-four thousand dollars. It's what a, a, a hundred and twelve dollar or hundred and two dollar difference. My mind still says this one's a thousand dollars cheaper because it's only thirty-three thousand dollars versus thirty-four thousand mm -hmm. dollars, even though the actual difference is only a hundred and two dollars. Mm -hmm. Put that dealer fee in the advertised price. Follow the law. Make it right. You've got a guaranteed A for me on that at that point, and, yeah. and boom, yeah. there it is. You know, I just and the customer's mindset, the consumer mindset, is going to see thirty three thousand dollars, even yeah. though it's thirty three eight ninety eight. They're yeah. still going to think thirty three is a great number. And exactly. we go back to Ashley Moody now. She's starting to get religion. And she's starting to enforce the laws. She's actually going after dealers. If you just tuned in, first part of the show, we read a uh, showed a video clip. Uh, Jeff Weinsier, the investigative reporter for WPLG Channel 10 in South Florida, um, really stirred up this whole thing with Moody, Ashley Moody, Attorney General. And she's actually gone out and subpoenaed uh, uh, subpoenas to several dealers uh, for uh, charging extra fees. Uh, when they person exercises option to purchase his lease car, so if Ashley Moody would begin to enforce the law now about the fact advertised price must include all profits to the dealer, 
then this sort of thing wouldn't happen. So the 33000 would have had to been 34000 which is what the real price was, or 33900 or what it was. So, yeah, uh, it's against the law to advertise a price uh, that is not the full price, meaning the price which is profit to the dealer, not counting government fees. So there we are. Yeah. One little thing I should have included in there is um, I, I did book out the car. The thirty-three thousand was a good price, and, and even thirty-four thousand with the extra fees is a good price. That's right mm-hmm. around the. Um, I looked on Auto Trader, which, by the way, they're all <laughs> lower than what the real prices yeah. are, but relatively it seemed to be right in the middle, lower lower middle of the pack. The Auto said it was a yeah. good price. Yeah. Okay, there if we are. If any of our uh, listeners missed that video this morning, uh, when we uh, first aired. Uh, you can uh, you can go to uh, Earl Stewart on Cars Facebook and Earl Stewart on Cars YouTube channel, and uh, you can watch that video. And the video was uh, about uh, Ashley Moody subpoena subpoenas the uh, car dealers after local town investigator in, uh, investigated a, uh, uh, these illegal fees that are going on. And that's uh, Jeff Wines here. What a great job he's doing. Uh, folks, uh, we're out of time. And I want to thank you all for joining us this morning. And uh, to wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving. And uh, don't forget about thinking about uh, recovering the uh, recovering car dealer, uh, the book that's out. And, uh, excuse me, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. And you can purchase that and uh, all proceeds uh, go to Big Dog Ranch. And uh, it's a great gift for Thanksgiving, for Christmas. And uh, you can go to Amazon.com and get the book. Have a wonderful weekend and happy Thanksgiving.